Hi, I'm Jake Parker, and this is my podcast, Beyond Fit. My goal is to help you live a happier and healthier life by providing actionable knowledge and advice about a wide range of health and fitness topics. You can find me most active on Instagram at jakeparker.fit if you want to connect or just see what I'm up to. Hi guys, welcome back to another Mindset Monday podcast. This podcast is actually a book review for the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. You may have heard me talking about this book either in my newsletter or on Instagram or something like that. This book has really had a big impact on me. It's in a lot of ways, this book redefined my life because I thought that I knew everything there was to know about habits. And admittedly, I do have a lot of really positive habits. And so that was one of the reasons I didn't pick the book up for the longest time, because I didn't feel like there was much that they could teach me that I didn't already know, or that there would be many insights from this book. But I was definitely wrong. And I'll kind of go into that more. But I wanted to start out with a few notes on habits. Um, One of the things that I remember hearing about habits a while ago was that, and this is something I looked up, it says, according to Researchers at Duke University habits account for 40% of our behaviors on any given day. So I remember that really stuck out to me when I first begun trying to build better habits for myself. And then these two quotes have always been really at the front of my mind too. The first one is, we are not, excuse me, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. That's a quote from Aristotle. And then chains of habit are too light to be felt until they are too heavy to be broken. And that's a quote from Warren Buffett. So those always stick out in my mind when it comes to habits. I feel like so many of the things that I do on a regular basis that help make me who I am and make me happy and healthy are things that come down to habit. And the best example is like today, I got in a workout and a yoga class because I'm committed to doing four uh, workouts like lifting, Uh, weightlifting workouts a week and two yoga classes. And today, honestly, I really didn't want to do it that bad. I kind of would have rather stayed home and just hung out. But because I have this commitment to myself and because I have the meta habit of hitting these workout goals every week, I went and did it and I feel a lot better because of it. So that's why I say that it makes me healthier and happier because a lot of the best decisions that we make are not decisions that would be made on autopilot or not decisions that seem intrinsically uh, rewarding or interesting on the base level. But that's when I say that one of these things I refer to a lot is that discipline equals freedom. So having the discipline of drilling in habits will give you freedom in so many areas of life. Like I said, making you healthy, making you happy on a regular basis because when it's non-negotiable, they're gonna go and do these things. And when you drill these sort of things into your subconscious, like James talked about in this book, it becomes so much more easier and you have so much less friction in your life. So James starts out the book by stating that habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. So you've hopefully heard me talk about compound interest before. It's one of the reasons I love relating the finance and investing world to Health and fitness is because I think that they both benefit from compound interest. And in addition, so does your brain, so does your knowledge, so does your decision making. Um, And compound interest is essentially, the way I like to describe it is really simple. 
And that's the money example. And that's $100 that gains 7% in simple interest would just be $107 and then it'd be 114, it'd be 121. And then $100 that gains compound interest would be $107. And then the next year that $107 were in 7% interest. So the money would amount to $114.49. And then that amount of money would gain 7% and so on. So it wouldn't just be a linear uh, improvement and gain. It would be more and more and more of a percentage of a bigger number as time goes on. So that's the best way I think to think about your habits and to think about the knowledge that you build too, especially I think this is important with the knowledge that you build because the more books you read and podcasts you listen to and however it is that you like to gain insight and gain knowledge, the more things you learn, the more you connect ideas and the more these ideas help you to have deeper insights. Um, again, back into the book, some of the biggest takeaways here for me were having yourself identified with a habit, not just saying, no, so this is the example of quitting smoking. Not just saying, no thanks, I'm trying to quit, but that no, I'm not a smoker. Identifying with this is who I am. This habit is a part of who I am and that's why I stick to it. It's a no brainer for me to stick to exercise because I have the mindset of a healthy and strong person that exercises on a regular basis. That's part of who I am, it's part of my personality, it's part of my being. And so the more you can do that with your habits, the easier they're gonna be and the more automatic they're gonna be. Um, the biggest part of the book is probably the four laws of behavior change that James discusses. So two of these, I'm going to discuss habits from my own life that I have implemented. And I think that honestly, I might've heard James on a podcast or something like that at some point, because I remember like it's been a year or two that I've really tried to um, continually implement these habits and have. And so those are um, make it obvious and then also I want to say the flip side to the habit, um, which he also goes into a lot. So make it obvious. And the flip side of that is make it invisible. And so the biggest example for me in my life here that I wanted to bring up was that I put out fruits and vegetables and any foods that I can that are healthy that I'm trying to eat more of out on my counter and not in the crisper away or in the cabinet away or whatever it is. Because, and this is obviously if they can be out, if they don't have to be refrigerated, but even if they have to be refrigerated, trying to put them front and center, because I think we can all relate to the feeling of, oh no, I let these bananas go bad again. I didn't need them. I let these apples go bad again and I didn't need them. I let this spinach go bad again and I didn't need it. So making things visible, that's one of the big ways that works for me. And then as far as the invisible side, one of the things I do is put my TV away in the closet when I'm not watching TV. And so what this does is it really makes me make the decision, hmm, do I want to watch Netflix right now? I don't think there's anything inherently bad with watching TV, movies, whatever, as long as it's tempered and controlled. But when you really have to think about it, it, uh, it gets rid of a lot of the urge to do that sort of thing mindlessly. So that's one thing that I've really implemented into my life in a pretty um, rigorous way. The other three laws of behavior change are make it attractive and the flip side is make it unattractive. So one of the examples he gives here is to make things attractive, you can kind of just change your vocabulary, your verbiage about something. I get to go work out. I get to go build strength and build endurance. I get to save money. I get to put away money so that I'm in better financial position in the future, you know, stuff like that. Um, 
the third one is make it easy and the flip side is make it difficult and then the fourth one is make it satisfying and the flip side is make it unsatisfying so those are the four laws of behavior change again um ob pretty pretty obvious usually what their flip side is but the first one is make it obvious second one is make it attractive the third one is make it easy and the fourth one is make it satisfying and that make it satisfying one has a lot to do with one of the big principles that James discusses a lot in the book, which is to stack habits. And when he talks about stacking habits, he also talks about something called the two minute rule. And the two minute rule is essentially just when you're starting out a habit, he says that it should be easy enough to do in two minutes. So if you're trying to start meditating, try to meditate for two minutes at a time, because he says that you have to make habits standardized before you could optimize. And so the stacking habits, again, it might be, I do five push-ups before I get in the shower. Stacking habits is pairing a habit that you want with one that you already have. So the meditation example he gives, okay, so most people have a cup of coffee in the morning. So a two minute rule combined with the habit stacking could be I meditate for two minutes while my coffee is brewing in the morning. Or again, like the 15 push-ups rule or whatever it is before you get in the shower because everybody you know, showers every day, I hope, I guess, um, but things like that. And then the part of um, making it satisfying is he also talks about temptation bundling sort of in the same breath, where if you have to do a certain thing, you go from current habit that I have, okay, every day I eat breakfast, to needed habit, okay, I need to make more cold calls for my business, and wanted habit. Okay, I want to check social media or I want to check ESPN or something like that. So bundling current habit with needed habit with wanted habit is temptation bundling. So that is how all that fits together. Another big takeaway I had and something you've also heard me talk about a lot on the podcast is trying to prioritize action over motion. And he talks about motion specifically as doing things that look like work, researching, reading, you know, talking about what you're going to do versus actually going and acting on these things. So trying to find the perfect diet plan, telling people that you're going to go on a diet versus actually getting into the brass tacks of changing some meals that you're eating on a day-to-day -day basis. That's action versus motion. He says that we often slip into motion because we are avoiding failure, which is absolutely, I can say, true in my case. And so I, I just try as much as I can, as, as simplistic as this sounds, as just think less and just do things and get into them, realize you're going to fail. Again, I talked about fear recently, false evidence appearing real. Failing is part of the process for all this stuff, for personal growth, for changing your mindset, changing your body. You have to get into action and stop prioritizing that motion, that learning more and more and more, trying to feel like you need to be more and more prepared. That's almost always not the case. Some other big takeaways, um, something I mentioned on my Instagram also recently, it was the fact that, and I didn't even realize this, but I, I love this. He says, if you get 1% better each day for a year, you'll end up 37 times better by the time the year is over. So this just speaks to that compound interest and not just foo-fooing a small change or a small growth for yourself, because that's really the accumulation of those small changes is what's going to change you entirely. And that's the whole premise of the atomic habits. Um, again, another thing he talks about is focus, as do many people in James's uh, genre. He brings up the fact that saying yes to something is always saying no to something else. So we can have the most optimal habits, but until we're focused on the right thing, it's really not going to matter that much. So trying to be clear on your intention and vision um, and not just 
blindly having these habits that are leading you every every which way, I suppose. Uh, a couple of the other tools that James mentions is the Goldilocks rule, which is when you try a new habit, it should be not too hard. Like he gives a, an example of tennis. If you're trying to get better at tennis, you shouldn't play, you know, Roger Federer, Serena Williams, but you also shouldn't play a child or an infant. You should play someone that's about your skill level because the Goldilocks rule says that, okay, the, the area where we're going to see the most improvement is when it's just right, when it's just the right amount of difficulty because that keeps us engaged and motivated. I'll end this with a few quotes from the book that I really liked and that kind of sum up some of the points I've made. He says, too often we convince ourselves that massive action requires, excuse me, too often we convince ourselves that massive success requires massive action. Another quote here, you should be far more concerned with your current trajectory than your current results. Good habits make time your ally. Bad habits make time your enemy. And the last one here, you don't need a unanimous vote to win an election. You just need a majority. It doesn't matter if you cast a few votes for a bad behavior or an unproductive habit. Your goal is to simply win the majority of the time. So again, something I try to talk a lot about, the value of small improvements and the value of doing the right thing more than you do the wrong thing. It seems almost overly simplistic, but this is a lot of the reasons why no one ever starts that diet or that workout program or whatever it is, that self-improvement plan, because you know we fight wanting to be a perfectionist. And I argue that perfectionism is a really pretty poor way to try to go about things because if we expect that of ourselves, we're never going to be able to reach that and we're never going to be able to start. So remembering things like James's um, rules of behavior change, the two minute rule, the habit stacking to just get into action on things and start doing things and iterate and you'll get better. Don't ever expect that the moment is going to be perfect for you to make that jump into what you want to do, but instead just focus on what you can do right here and right now. Hey guys, it's Jake again. I'd like to ask you if you enjoy the podcast to take a quick second and subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps me out. And in addition, it'd be great if you would screenshot and share to your story. I'd love to reshare and have a conversation about what you thought about the podcast.